This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Now, I'm all one for following political stories, but I have to admit, even Brexit got the best of me. I just couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take the boy you cried wolf, just the stopping, the starting. We have a deal. We don't have a deal. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen. I just gave up on it. And really, I'm one of the luck. We're one of the lucky ones over here because technically it doesn't impact us as much as obviously it does to people in the UK and the European Union. Well, it's all still been going on, whether we've been paying attention or not. And now we're hearing that a European Union official who has access to information about what's going on says the major issue blocking a deal, which has always been how to handle the Irish border between Northern Ireland and Ireland, is actually close to being resolved. Is this possible? That's why we thought we'd better check in with Gavin Riley, political correspondent for Virgin Media Television in Ireland, uh, who we've been periodically checking in with. Gavin, thanks for being back with us. No problem, Siri. Good to catch up again. What is going on, Gavin? Are they close? Uh, It looks as if they're close. Uh, The funny thing about all of this, and we talked about all the speculation in the last couple of days about there maybe finally being a deal over the line... The funny thing is, is that nobody on the record is saying anything about what the proposals are or whether they're acceptable or not. And that is because the negotiators between the EU on one side and the United Kingdom on the other side have been in what they call the tunnel, which is basically this idea where uh, when we're in intense negotiations and we're trying to turn these broad theories into an actual, you know, a legal treaty that both sides can ratify, it's too complex and too technical. So we're not just going to keep running out and briefing the press and the reporters waiting outside every time we have a development. We can't do this whole running commentary. So they're in what's called the tunnel. And the funny thing is, is that we actually don't know how the tunnel talks have gone on. What we do know, though, is that having entered the tunnel at last Friday, they are still in there, which means that they're now, they've now been in there for four days and those negotiations are still ongoing. And one would have to think, given that there's supposed to be this big meeting of European leaders this coming Thursday to ratify whatever deal there might be, if they're still talking this late and if they're still trying to negotiate, it must be because they think there is a deal somewhere in the works. I just find this fascinating, Gavin, that what now they've decided that if they keep things private, they might be able to get a deal done, whereas <laughs> up until now, they've been negotiating the public and firing salvos back and forth. Yeah, well, the, which is, I, I guess, a lot of the, the showboating that's been going on, a lot of it is, is playing to the gallery and trying to make sure that all sides are sort of kept happy. But I suppose the reason why the formal talks are happening now is because actually it was a very deliberate and in some ways a very clever strategy on the UK's part for the last uh, couple of months. Ever since Boris Johnson took over, the UK hadn't actually made any formal new proposals on paper for what they want to do with the Irish border. They had been like thinking out loud or kicking around these ideas and they'd been going into occasional meetings with the negotiators on the EU side and just floating ideas basically to see exactly, you know, flying a kite and seeing how it catches the wind. Um, But it's only then once they've kind of figured out, you know, exactly where the EU stood, then they said, okay, here is a plan that we're putting down on paper. And it's because of that plan that they put down on paper pretty late in the day, but nonetheless with enough time to be discussed uh, which is the reason why everything's gone so quiet for the last few days. Right, but th- what is the plan then? I mean, that's the problem, is that for the Irish people on both sides of that border, they want to know <laughs> how is this going to work? Yeah, that's the difficulty about there you know, finally being a process to get a plan, is that a lot of us don't know what it is. I mean, th- there is a little bit of uh, informed speculation. There was a meeting last week between uh, the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and his Irish counterpart Leo Varadkar, which seems to have set the whole thing in motion. And basically, as you rightly observed at the very start, it all revolves around what you do with the Irish border and how you manage to have 
they have two different trading regimes without there being a need for some sort of border checks or any kind of a CCTV or, or customs posts or any kind of infrastructure at all at the border because the Northern Irish border is such a contentious thing and because so many people within Northern Ireland identify as Irish and don't want to be fenced off from uh, their country of allegiance. Um, what we understand the solution to be, basically, is that Northern Ireland will still be part of the UK's uh, customs area. So basically anything that's imported from the Republic into Northern Ireland would effectively be considered an import and there would have to be tariffs and duties and whatnot. And we've all heard an awful lot about tariffs in the last few months because of what's going on in Washington. Um, But as a fudge, to avoid there being a need for an actual border check, that basically uh, Northern Ireland would collect tariffs uh, on the UK's behalf. And so that basically you would still have this land border, but that it would be applied, bear with me, at sea. So that if something is being imported from Britain into the Republic and it's going via Northern Ireland, um, that would still be subject to tariffs and customs of some sort. But Northern Ireland would collect the tariffs on the Republic's behalf at an airport or at a seaport so that you don't need to collect this when it actually gets to a land border. Now, that in turn is contentious because there are people there, you know, the unionist population within Northern Ireland who don't want there to be any interruption between themselves and Great Britain, who feel like that is a sort of an impediment to their trade and that they would, it adds extra complications to how they interact with the rest of the UK. Uh, that is a reasonable concern, but it's something which the tunnel talks are trying to tease out. But what it all boils down to, if it isn't too wild an idea, is that you would still, in, in effect, have a land border between the Republic and Northern Ireland, but that the border would be enforced at sea if that isn't too widely surreal an idea to put out there. No, it's totally and completely surreal because this is a land border (laughs) at sea. But all right, I guess at this point, it's kind of like whatever works, right, Gavin? Well, this, this is exactly it. That If it's a thing that works, I mean, these, these talks have been bogged down now in the technicalities for, for literally two and a half years. It is now well over three years since the UK voted to leave the European Union. The formal negotiation started in March of 2017. The UK was supposed to be gone out of the European Union seven months ago. The new deadline is that they want to be out at Halloween. And, you know, this is finally the prospect by which the whole thing could work, that it's taken a lot of creative thinking and a lot of showboating. A lot of people, you know, throwing yeah. shapes and trying to like, maybe like really like, you know, throw their weight around and, and wield a lot of clout. But ultimately what it's boiling down to is that this really odd idea of a land border imposed at sea is something which just might be able to, to suit everybody. And if it does suit the Northern Irish Unionists, then the chances are it will suit a majority of um, Boris Johnson's uh, you know, ever-whittling number of backbenchers. And he might just be able to get it through Parliament, which of course is the one thing that Theresa May was never able to do herself. No, she was not. All right, still some work to do then, I guess, Gavin. Listen, thanks so much for your time. Not at all, thank you. That's Gavin Riley, political correspondent for Virgin Media Television in Ireland.